Hello. This is Kendall's baby episode. Kendall. Yes, I'm covering the sad story of Peg Entwistle, the Hollywood sign girl. General disclaimer, we've been friends for so long, we're essentially post-verbal, so we're talking it out for you. Content warnings today are suicide and the theater community. Sources are in the show notes. Everything's alleged, but this is definitely tell no one. All right. So this story is kind of right at my wheelhouse. It's a little bit of a spooky, but also misunderstood early 1900s incident. God. <laughs> That's what I want. That's my bread and butter. You like a black and white. Oh, I do. <laughs> so we're talking about Peg Entwistle. She is known as the Hollywood sign girl. She's come into like media attention because ryan murphy kind of based a show off of her in 2020 called hollywood i think peg born millicent entwistle in wales to english parents emily entwistle and robert entwistle an actor she spent her early life in london her mother died when she was really young but there's no like documented evidence to support that but bottom line is she didn't have a mom (laughs) She emigrated to America in 1916 and settled in New York City. That is so long ago. Uh Uh-huh. That is like Ellis Island fucking... Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Her dad went with her, obviously. But in December 1922, her dad died because he was in a hit-and-run accident on Park Avenue. Peg and her two younger half-brothers were taken in by their uncle, who had come with them to New York. He was the manager of a Broadway actor. So she starts getting into Broadway and the New York Theater Guild. In April 1927, she married actor Robert Keith. She was granted a divorce in May 1929 because she alleged cruelty and claimed that her husband did not tell her he had been married before and was a father to a six-year-old boy, Brian Keith, who later became an actor. You've been lied to. Brian Keith actually was in a lot of, like I guess, like 50s and 60s shows. But he ended up committing suicide after his 27-year-old daughter committed suicide, like a month later. Oh my fucking God. Yeah, so that's like a whole tragic side note on that. Fuck, okay. This is like her unwanted stepson. So she's doing a lot of Broadway stuff, New York Guild stuff, and she goes out to LA to travel with the New York Guild. There's a lot of like misunderstood stuff about her wanting to be like a film actress, but that wasn't necessarily true. Like she didn't go out there to, like shopping she herself in studios. She wasn't like Blast Alia. Right, right right like we already have one of those if you want like a sad starlet story right yes so she only has one credited film role with rko it's called 13 women she played a small supporting role as hazel cullens and it premiered a month after her death spoiler alert she dies at the roxy theater in new york city and was re-released in la in november but there was no like critical success or commercial success who was kind of just like a mm, yeah nothing yeah. Um, was the story famous like at the time yeah kind of okay but they had cut down her her screen time to i think like four minutes why because they were like it's creepy no because i think the code thought it was like too lesbiany oh <laughs> yeah so they like cut it out just too many women in the movie it's um well there was lesbian undertones i think but in 2008 variety magazine called 13 women the earliest female ensemble films cool yeah and they were like, ew, gay. Yeah. They're like, this is a little too out in your face. Like, you can be a little gay, but like, be a little slinkier about mm-hmm. it. September 18th, 1932, a woman was hiking below the Hollywood sign when she found a woman's shoes, purse, and jacket. She opened the purse and found a suicide note, oh. after which she looked down the mountain and saw a body. What uh, the though- fuck would you do? <laughs> she reported her findings to LAPD. 
um, and laid the items on the steps of the Hollywood police station. You wouldn't even have a fucking phone. You'd have to like go to the police take station. the information and the items you have uh-huh. and like march your ass to the police. Yeah, that's what she did. Yeah. And like tell them what the coordinates of where you found the body. I'm like, well, the Hollywood sign. Right. <laughs> you know, the Hollywood <laughs> sign Look down from it. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so a little later, a detective and two car officers found the body in a ravine below the sign. Peg remained unidentified until her uncle, with whom she had been living, identified her remains. He connected her two-day absence with the description and the initials P.E. written on the suicide note, which had been published in the newspapers. Wow, they published the fucking note? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, to identify her or in a... I think they're like, blonde beauty dead at the bottom of the Hollywood sign. This is her suicide note. And he like saw P.E. and was like, oh, that's her because I haven't seen her in two days. Oh, my. And I wonder if, um, would that be wild for her to be gone for a while? No, I think I get into that. On Friday, September 16th, so two days before... She had told him that he was she was going on a walk to a drugstore and to rendezvous with some friends. The police guessed that she made her way to the nearby Southern Slope to the foot of the Hollywood sign, climbed on a ladder to the top of H and jumped. She did it immediately? Yeah. Like when she left home that day, she went to go do it? Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever Oy, seen her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like she like hung out with her friends that night. Like yeah. that was a lie. Okay. Yeah. And the two days were just she was laying there? Yeah. The suicide note as published read... I guess Runyon wasn't Runyon back then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The suicide note as published read, I am afraid I'm a coward. I am sorry for everything. If I had done this a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain. Oh, no. P.E. I know. Oh, that is horrible. Okay, so we're gonna... What the fuck in her life made her feel that way? I'll tell you. Okay. So for this, I perused a book called peg entwistle the hollywood sign suicide by james zurich jr it's very interesting i think it's the only like full book dedicated to this but he says that there wasn't much concern when she didn't return home that friday night because she was an adult and an actress who was you know hanging out with other actresses like late into the night she had stayed out overnight before so it wasn't like she disappeared into thin air Mm -hmm. This is another tough detail, but I think it's interesting and necessary. So she didn't. So when she jumped, she didn't impact head first. Fuck off. She did Hold not. On. <laughs> what is it in Midsommar? The one old guy. Oh, no. He, shut up. He fucking hits wrong. Uh-huh. And they just bash Ugh. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His leg. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fuck. Okay. So she didn't hit right. Mm-mm. She did not die instantly. Oy. So this is a quote from the book. Death had not come in a merciful instant. It was cruel, ugly, bloody, and clumsy. She smashed to the ground at freeway speeds, awkwardly at a horizontal angle. Her pelvis shattered like a china plate thrown violently on the floor. The trauma was massive, the pain unbearable, but it had only just begun. What? Okay. How much more can we withstand? (laughs) It's so bad. She tumbled and rolled and agonized through chaparral until the grotesque journey ended in a shallow ravine. Fractures to her limbs were numerous, but the dismantled pelvis ruptured her blood vessels, which in turn caused fatal internal bleeding. Peg could not have lived more than four minutes. If she had, hadn't been knocked out by a concussion, she could have been conscious for as long as two minutes or until her heart could no longer feed blood to her brain. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Um, so they don't know if she had a concussion or not? No, they probably don't know if she was conscious or not because mm-hmm. she might have just passed out and slowly died, but yeah. she was alive she could have for been at least alive four for minutes like, oh my fucking god yeah she could have been feeling it for two uh-huh or four if oh, she didn't Oh my fucking god yeah yeah her cause of death was 
shattered pel like shattered pelvis blood vessels like no. internal bleeding and what, what would you hope it would be like a broken, I have, like broken, broken neck? neck yeah or like impaled i don't know whatever would be fast like, just like conk on whatever the like on impact either way you yeah hope. like a tbi or something yeah Oy vey. i know okay <laughs> so this book kind of talks about why she would be depressed at this time in her mm-hmm. life the feelings she's talking about in her note are deep 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 yeah sad 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 yeah so he tells a story about how so she's originally from new york and her intention was well, to la would make me kill myself <laughs> right <laughs> um and she intended only to be in la for like six months and like maybe get a few movies on her resume so she had two roommates back in new york and her friends there like her best friend who lived there didn't have any money so peg was like okay i'm gonna go to la i don't want to like leave you in the lurch so i'll just keep paying the bills and then she ended up not getting a lot of work out in la and so she stopped sending money to her friend this book says she became so preoccupied that she neglected to follow up with mary and then she was let go by a studio and by the time Peg had come to her senses, her money had been swallowed up and she was too broke to help her friend. Okay, but that is not on you. Yeah. Quote, Peg had let down her best friend in the most selfish, humiliating way. And then they like throw in a line from the suicide note. I'm sorry for everything. All of her possessions were sold. All of her furniture, dresses, gowns, jewelry, shoes, hats, everything that was in the apartment was sold and were held against back rent that she owed. She never recovered them. And then she also lost her Broadway reputation. So they kind of were pissed at her for one, doing that. And two, for going to L.A. and go- trying to give you movies. They're like, you're tarnishing our like theater uh-huh. look. So she was feeling stuck. Like she's like, I'm, it's not working out here and I can't go and back. I can't to- go home. Right. I can't go back there. I don't have anywhere to live. One, I have no money. Two and three, they won't have me back. I think that we underestimate how much financial stress can really make someone deeply depressed. Especially when there's no way out. Like it's Yeah, well well when there's seemingly no way out. Yeah. Right. And this author also says that like she was such an actress through and through that having a normal job was not an option for her. Mm. She was like it either is acting has how I make my money or I die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's like, "Oh, I'm not going to go get a typist job to tide myself over. That's not an option for me. Like I'm just not doing it." So she could no longer afford the apartment she rented near her family's house, so she had to move in with her uncle who I talked about earlier, and he had been renting a room to his friend and they kicked him out to put her in. And she had a little bit of a guilt about that. Well, I'm sure it's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that I mean, I have no idea how he handled it, but I'm sure that there's some like, oh, all right. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm sure he's not like, yeah, of course, come on in. Like, right. Cause she's he's not paying him. And he's like losing income. I'm sure he's like fucking fine. Yeah. You feel like a burden, whatever. Like, I'm not going to leave my like niece on the street. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure that she felt she's like demoralized by it. Right. Yeah. Here's another quote from the book. It's important to try to understand the severity of Peg's sin in the minds of people who controlled Broadway and breaking her promises by bowing out as she did. Peg had brought dishonor and embarrassment to respected producers who had put themselves out front with her name on their lips. This caused her to be completely ostracized. In essence, Peg Entwistle had been blacklisted by the theatrical company. Yeah, so she truly couldn't go home and work. And L.A. wasn't working. Uh-huh. So it would you would feel like, well, what the fuck do I do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was sorry because of the disappointment and embarrassment she had caused others. Sorry for losing the trust and respect of wonderful people who had supported her, befriended her, and loved her. Sorry because her misguided, impulsive choices had forced Aunt Jane and Uncle Charles to evict an old friend so she could have a bed. She's sorry because ambition had become more important than people and promises. Oh, I mean, truly, like, what makes up a life? It's your job, your family, your friends. Yeah. 
And if she felt like they, she had fucked up all, all of, them, of them. Yeah. It's just embarrassing. Number one. And she's 24. Yeah. And I'm sure she, yeah. So her brain isn't yeah. fucking done. She's like, this is the end. And also her ex-husband who she was really bitter toward because I think he was abusive. Mm-hmm. He's like thriving. Like he has a new wife and they're thriving on Broadway, getting paid a lot. And she's there like, what the fuck? And yeah. like, I think that hurt her as well. Well, humiliating. Mm-hmm. You want her to have a conversation with people. Right. Right. Like if she like called up her friend and was like, I need to really talk to you. X, Y, Z, all the factors in my life, why I let you down and an apology. And like, I need to know we're still friends. Right. Right. I'm sure that if she'd done that with every, in every um, area of her life, yeah. it wasn't like all hope was lost, you know? Well, that's why this author thinks that she wrote, she was a coward. Like she couldn't do I that i couldn't own up yeah I, I couldn't look at you and tell you right <laughs> right you could uh i know and he also suggests that she had a lot of trauma from her childhood so she might have been you know suffering with mental illness to begin with like it wasn't just like these work things like of yeah. course she had like an underlying depression or bipolar disorder or something yeah and so there's a big myth that the day after her death her house received a letter that she would be in a movie about a an actress who killed herself. That's not exactly true, but a letter did arrive after her death and her uncle couldn't recall if it was the exact day after, but he remembered it as having come from RKO Studios. He was very angry at RKO because the letter was sent just before she died and it was an offer for a picture role. He doesn't remember who she was set to play, but it was clear in his memory and he was mad that they hadn't just called. Ugh. Because that it wouldn't have taken so long. Sure, but like, right. how the fuck would they know? Right, 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 right. But the the timing is just... It's just ironic. <laughs> irony. It's ironic and horrible. Mm-hmm. The letter disappeared, probably thrown away by her uncle, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of songs written about her and a lot of... Like the Lana Del Rey song, Lust for Life, her and The Weeknd dance on top of the H on the Hollywood sign. And there's also people who think the Hollywood sign's haunted now because of her and like other things. Like they're like, I see a a blonde lady walking in like 1930s clothes or like they'll smell gardenias and that was like her perfume and, and all that stuff. But honestly, it's just a depressed lady. Yeah. I'm looking her up. Yeah. She looks like very classic 30s. Yeah. She was only 24. Damn peg. Yeah, so there was a lot of stuff in the newspaper about this. They called her like Leaping Beauty and stuff. (laughs) Fuck you. Her funeral was held at W.M. Strathers Mortuary in Hollywood. Her body was cremated and her ashes were sent to Ohio to be buried next to her father. In 2014, roughly 100 people marked the anniversary of her death by gathering in a parking lot of Beachwood Market in Hollywood to watch the movie 13 Women on an outdoor screen. Don't blink or you'll miss her part. (laughs) Proceeds from the raffle and food and beverages were donated to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention in her name. Cool. Yeah, it's sad. But the author was like, she would love all this attention for sure, though. <laughs> like, that was her cool, her mindset. Dimpeg, I'm sorry that, you know, sorry that went down. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn sucks. Take us away. Feel free to absorb this information and you can share it. But yeah, you can. That's fine. Yeah, don't worry. As to where you heard it. Tell no one. Obviously. Bye. Bye.